Welcome to the IonaHoops.com podcast with your host, Guy Flotico. Hello and welcome to the episode 27 of the IonaHoops.com podcast. So exciting to be coming to you from Atlantic City where I just watched Ariana Gales beat Quinnipiac to advance to tomorrow's crazy showdown with the top-seeded Siena Saints. To come off yet another pause and get a victory here against the Bobcats is just such a great accomplishment. I mean, it can't, can't be understated. So let's just do a recap of this exciting win. So this night belonged to the Iona defense, which absolutely suffocated Queen back in the 72-48 victory. Bobcats manages 28% shooting, which just kept off rhythm all game long by the Gales. Now Iona looked like a team coming off pause for the better part of the first half themselves, only scoring 25 points and leading just 25-20 at the half. But things got smoother as the game went on on the, on the offensive end, and the Gales were able to cruise and use a lot of guys. Ross had a generally quiet 15 points to lead Iona. Guest added 12, and Dwayne Caroma had a career-high 10. Jean-Louis had 7 points, 11 rebounds, and 3 steals. Osborne Shima had 9 points and 10 rebounds. Nelly Jr. Joseph had 9 points, 9 boards, as Iona destroyed Quinney on the glass, 50-33. to 33. And now let's hear from Coach Rick Pitino as well as Isaiah Ross. It's been a challenging year for us with um, over 60 days missed of practice. And I expected jitters in the first half because we haven't, it's been so long since we've played a game. And we played a very poor first half offensively, but we still played very good defense. We still rebounded the ball well. You know, I had our three, our two centers and our three men had, you know, nine, re, uh, nine rebounds, 10 rebounds and 11 rebounds. So we were very active on the glass. We played terrific defense. And uh, the message at halftime was, look, it's all about defense. It's not offense. Coming out of COVID, the offense will come. Just play the defense that's going to help us win the game. And they did. During the press conference, I got to ask Ross about his conditioning. How are you feeling right now? How are your legs? I mean, you guys have just been off yet another pause, and here you are again, and now you got to play tomorrow. Uh, how are you guys feeling? What's up, guy? You know, you, uh, <laughs> you know, we're actually uh, really excited. You know, I I feel fresh. You know, my legs aren't tired at all. I could go right now again. So, yeah. honestly, I feel like quarantine actually saved us. We got fresh legs. You know, four games doesn't hurt us. And now, let's move on to tomorrow's showdown versus Siena. Iona versus Siena. Those three words have stirred up so much passion and emotion for literally 30 years now. As well, the programs have had a rivalry of sorts. But really, this is a creation of two crazed fan bases. You guys know the details. The teams have traded roughly equal blows in regular season play for years and years and years. But Iona is 10-0 all-time against Siena in the postseason, with, of course, most of those wins coming on Siena's home floor. Iona's won more MAC championships, but Siena's got some NCAA wins that Iona has yet to enjoy. The two fan bases have been at each other's throats for years, but even the greatest diehards didn't want to see this game happen on this night. Um, many believe that Siena and Iona are the two best teams in the MAC this season. Uh, that's up for debate, of course. Uh, but our Iona, our, our, our Iona fan base has its own feelings about it, of course, as well. Um, but 
let's face it, our COVID-riddled backstandings have the teams facing off in the quarterfinals rather than the finals, and that bums everybody out. Iona's mustered a winning effort against Quinnipiac, but coming off other shutdowns this season, the Gales have played one good game followed by one bad game. And a bad game here against Siena would end Iona's season. But if Iona plays well and is able to beat the Saints tomorrow night, oh my. You know, I could go on for hours previewing this. I can talk about matchups and game plans for the Gales uh, and what I think is going to happen. And I can do that. And I probably will do that a bit more on the message boards and on Twitter. Um, but how they're going to navigate the best one-two punch in the league in Manny Camper and Jalen Pickett and all of that stuff. Uh, but really, this is just another game in a long tournament. And it's the quarterfinal round. Both teams are going to have a lot of work to do after this. The Gales would get a day off if they were to win and still have to win two more games to be crowned MAC tournament champions for the fifth straight time. Uh, and I can go on for days about all of that, too. But these are meant to be quick episodes, so I'm just going to get to it. We're going to welcome Michael Kelly. He's editor of the Daily Gazette and a Siena beat writer. He's going to help us preview the game. I caught up with them live from the arena right after I owned a dispatched Quinnipiac. All right. Coming to you live here from uh, uh, Boardwalk Hall. Uh, I now have Mike Kelly, who is the sports editor, the Daily Gazette. He also covers Siena for them. Uh, Mike, uh, you got to watch I own a Quinnipiac. What are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on the matchup everybody's been waiting for? I own a Siena. Sure. I mean, uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I, I think the, the thought coming out of that game is that that second half that Iona produced is, you know, exactly the, you know, the 20 minutes of basketball that I think, you know, if you're if you're not an Iona supporter uh, that you just did not want to see. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, I mean, they're a nine seed because the situation is what it is. Um, but, you know, I think most people don't view them, you know, anywhere close to being a nine seed. Um, you know, and, and the half that they produced is, you know, is kind of the thing that every other team in this conference, uh, you know, at least their fan base uh, fears. Um, you know, in terms of the matchup, um, you know, just with them not having played during the regular season, you know, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see, you know, just kind of how defensively how these teams cross match tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, obviously. I think those, uh, I feel like it's going to have kind of a, a boxing feel to it, where I, I think that first 10 minutes might be pretty choppy as these two teams try to feel each other out. Um, you know, and it'll just be a lot of fun uh, to see, you know, what I consider to be at least two of the top three teams um, in the MAC going at it, you know, uh, weirdly on a Wednesday in the quarterfinals. You know, I've already been asked offline, who do you think uh, Barrick Jean-Louis will be on? He's kind of like our defensive specialist. He's usually on their team's most impactful weapon. Um, although today I thought it was interesting because Ross was the one who was on Ragoni, and I thought for sure that they put Barrick on him. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm trying to say, gee, put him on Camper and just try to take Camper away, you know, because they're kind of similar in their ways of playing. Or do you put him on Pickett and just try to take Pickett away from like dominating and you certainly know I, I think the, the mac has learned you can't double team pick it uh so you have to you have to go with one guy or you know who do you put on him so um now from so that's like uh, for me i don't I really know i'm not sure what the answer is for sienna what kind of what kind of matchups do you see them trying to figure out Sure. Well, you know what, just to, to stick on that for a second, just because you brought up that you can't double pick it. And, you know, I think we really, you know, uh, 100% 
finally totally learned that after the Monmouth series with Siena this year, where Monmouth did try to double pick it and, you know, and he, and he picked them apart. I, I think, you know, just to, to kind of stick on that, you know, I, and I, I might mispronounce the name because I'm, I'm not great at names. I mean, uh, I know how to spell them and that's about it, but it is it pronounced Jean Louis? Jean Louis. John Louis, okay. As far as I, I know, as far as I think that's how I pronounce it, yeah. I think that's who you see Iona put on Pickett because, you know, especially lately you've seen teams try to put some length on him because obviously he is a really big guard um, that you have to account for that. Um, you know, and I, you know, I know it's a total cop out. I, I have no idea, um, you know, kind of what way Sienna goes with this. Um, tomorrow defensively. I, I think a lot of it depends on, you know, we don't totally know who's starting for Sienna tomorrow. You know, I, I kind of would imagine it would be what we've seen recently, and that's obviously a really big lineup. Um, but if Carpenter or Hopkins is available to play, I, I think they probably do start that extra guard. And then that just kind of changes everything for them because they go from being a very big team to, you know, what's, uh, you know, maybe more of a standard max size team with a couple small guards um, on the floor. Um, so, so I think we really need to find out who's playing for Siena before we can really figure out how they're going to try to match up defensively. Now, uh, on Sunday, you were on a, a podcast of, of esteemed people such as myself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you mentioned that, you know, Carpenter looked like he probably would be back and Hopkins probably not. Any new information? I know you're trying to give information to the enemy. Any new information on that that you know of? What, what I was told today, so, you know, I mean, yesterday it was, you know, hoping that both could play and basically that, you know, Carpenter was, you know, further along. You know, today the update is that they're, you know, they're both day-to-day, um, which I don't really know if Hopkins has totally been day-to-day throughout this whole process. Um, he's somebody who, you know, pretty much shut down and didn't have a lot of activity for, you know, at least a week, 10 days after his injury. Um, so, I, you know, I, again, I think Carpenter plays tomorrow. I think Hopkins is really, you know, regardless of what designation they give him, I think it's really questionable that he gets out there um, just because he was, you know, on crutches a week ago. Um, but I think, I think you see Carpenter um, and I'd be surprised if you see Hopkins. Okay. Uh, just one more question is I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um I have to ask this from a fan perspective, and I know that the teams don't care about this, but the fans do. That 0-10 record Sienna has against <laughs> Iona in the postseason. Uh, is this finally the year? Do you want to go on record? Is this finally the year that that streak ends? Man, I mean, I if you're asking me if I think Sienna wins the game, I, I mean, I, I do think Sienna wins the game. Obviously, I mean, the, the streak is impressive, both in how long it's gone on and, you know, just the the variety of teams that have played over 30 years where somehow Iona has always managed to win when they meet in the MAC tournament, which is which is kind of funny in a way because obviously Sienna had that, you know, really tremendous stretch, um, you know, with, with the McCaffrey teams um, and, and the teams never met. Um, I think, I think Sienna wins, but man, you know, you watch that second half of Iona that they produced tonight and that's the half that, you know, everybody in the Mac has been scared about all year. If, you know, if they can put two of those together. And it must be confusing for fans around the league. They, for 10 years, they watched Iona just try to run everybody out of the gym and outscore them. And now here we are grinding people, holding them to 28% from the field. I think Winnipeg shot tonight completely different makeup yet the athleticism is there the ability to do the spurt ability might be there not to the 
uh, not to the level of the close teams, but certainly there's a there's a, you know as we saw against uh, Monmouth, Iona is capable of putting up a lot of points. Um, is is it do you, now? I, now everybody hates Iona because Iona's successful, but would you rather watch the clueless teams play, or would you rather watch somebody grind it out and and play with some great defense like that? Huh? You know that's a good question. You know I always enjoyed watching the the, the clueless Iona teams because they were so different um, from from so many other teams in the MAC. Um, Rick Pitino Iona teams is almost like it really fits in. Um, yeah. <laughs> you were kind of just getting at. So, I mean, I think I enjoyed watching the former style more just because it was different. Um, obviously, I think some of the, you know, the athleticism and some of the length that that Rick, you know, has brought and brought quickly um, Tyona, you know, makes them a little bit different than a lot of teams. Um, in, in terms of the matchup for tomorrow, um, I think the styles of the team, you know, I, I would prefer to watch this Patino team against Siena um, than a Clues team. Because I, I think, you know, just the, the, the way that Siena is talented this year, I think the way that Iona plays this year is more is more challenging. Um, so I am interested to see just kind of how that plays out. Oh, well, that's actually a good final question. Do you think we're going to see a little more points tomorrow? I think uh, uh, maybe, the, you know, Iona might have not have the legs to defend quite as well. Both teams maybe make some shots. We get a game in the 70s or higher. Or do you think we're going to see this turn into a true Mac quarterfinal, grind it out, 55-54 with the minute to go kind of game? You know, I guess it probably depends on, I mean, I, I kind of made that, you know, that that boxing analogy earlier and, you know, kind of just randomly guessed that maybe it takes 10 minutes for these teams to get into a flow. Um, you know, I, I think if that's the case, I think we're looking at a game in the 60s or 70s. Maybe the, maybe these teams never get in a flow and we, you know, we do see a 50s, 60s team because for as talented as Siena is, you know, offensively, you know, they fashion themselves as a defensive minded team. So that is kind of the style they want to play. Um, I do think Iona, you know, obviously they haven't played in a while. So, you know, I don't think anybody you know, truthfully has an idea where their cardio is at. But I mean, the, the minutes were, were pretty reasonable for them tonight. That I mean, I, I don't necessarily, you know, it's obviously advantage Siena. Siena didn't have to play today. Um, but, you know, obviously Iona didn't have to play anybody 40 minutes tonight. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Mike, thank you for taking a few minutes to join me here today. Uh, enjoy tomorrow's uh, uh, yeah, quarterfinal. Jeez, I had to think about it. You're going to say championship, right? <laughs> it should be. It should be. But, hey, you know what? It should be fun no matter what. I think we could have a classic on our hands. Uh, enjoy it. And uh, uh, looking forward to the rest of your, reading the rest of your coverage along the way. All right. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. We're going to be back tomorrow night after the game with a recap. And hopefully some wonderful news to share. Uh, I mean, this matchup is what we all live for, what we're all itching for every year. All those bickering battles on the boards and all that other stuff. So let's get it going. Go Gales. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IonaHoops.com podcast. This podcast is a production of IonaHoops.com and its publisher Guy Filatico. The opinions shared during this podcast are those of Guy Filatico, IonaHoops.com, and any future guests. This podcast is not affiliated with Iona College Athletics or the college itself. Thank you for supporting IonaHoops.com.